Some days, we don't have much to talk about. Other days, like today, we got a lot to talk about. Street leaning, like really leaning long into this report. We'll see how it turns out. We got some good news from American Airlines. You couldn't tell by looking at the chart over the last few days. <laughs> major, major age in guidance. Logitech, well, I guess no one's going back to the office and buying new cameras and mouses and stuff because that's going in the opposite direction. Uh, a few ratings changes here, but we'll all be sitting here on pins and needles until that CPI number at 830. Christian Fromhertz, he's going to stop by here. I think he's traveling up in Lake Placid or something, but he's still on the computer. And he'll be joining us to talk about the CPI number as the S&P's crossover 4,000. Mitch, let's roll that intro and get going. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Let's say hi to Carmen Ochoa. Good morning from Anchorage, Alaska. Wow. How'd you find us way out there? S&P's up 11 handles at 4001. Street leaning long into the report. We'll see what happens. The buck is trading down 16 cents at 102.77. Bonds up three quarters of a point, 129 and 25, 30 seconds. Crude making its way back towards 80, up a buck 21 at 78.62. Gold knocking on the door of 1900 once again, up 1230 at 1891.10. Silver, that's up 42 cents, but man, it's allergic to that $24 area. 2391 your last print there. And uh, Bitcoin, so we got a rally in risk assets. We'll talk about that in a second with Dennis. And uh, Bitcoin joins the club up. $675, 18290 It sure took its time to get back up there, but Bitcoin back at 18000 Triple D, your head must be on a swivel here. Yeah. Mitch, I know you, you are in a personal fast market over there. Uh, Dennis, uh, the street's looking for just a real good number. Uh, I mean, they are. And I think, you know, the expectations, I mean, getting down to the mid-sixes is good. They're looking that the, the Fed's plan is working, and they're hoping for a pivot sooner than later. That's the bull thesis. The bear thesis is that it's not working fast enough, and interest rates are going to have to stay up for the foreseeable future. So we are leaning long into it. So obviously, you know, expectations a little bit higher. Obviously, you know, that means a little bit lower for that inflation number. Uh, but I think any type of a dip here, if we do dip heavy on this, probably gets bought. And that's because you've got shorts scrambling now. You've got all risk assets getting bought. I mean, the whole mm -hmm. Bed Bath & Beyond thing, rallying risk assets. It's catapulted Bitcoin, too. Don't kid yourself. When you see all these smaller stocks, the meme stocks all start going, Bitcoin always eventually catches a bid when that stuff catches a bid, too. So predictable that Bitcoin would start rallying here when all that other junk is rallying as well. Um, I don't know what to say. Uh, I think... 
you got to be buying pullbacks here if you get one substantially. But again, we got to wait till we see the number. I mean, if the number is really hot, then maybe all bets are off. But, you know, let's just say it comes in a little bit schmidgen hot and we dump like 50 handles on the algo, 60 handles. Wouldn't surprise me if you do see some buyers come in here. Is the bottom in? I don't think so. I still think there's more pain ahead coming because I think there's more tape bombs, but they're taking them in stride, Joel. Back to Lululemon. That dip got bought. It took two days, but that earnings dip got bought. We continue to get bad news. We'll talk about Logitech overnight here. We continue to get tape bombs, but as long as those tape bombs are getting bought, I think this market's got a little bit more of a green light to go. What what about it being the junk rally? Doesn't the junk rally scare you a little bit? Sometimes okay. that ends. And to your point, it's a fantastic point you're making, Mitch, because a lot of times when you see this bankrupt companies or potentially bankrupt Bed Bath & Beyond and other stocks start getting a bit, that's towards the end of the rally. But we haven't really had that much of a rally in some of this stuff. So I don't know if I, I'm – I kind of – which obviously hindsight's capital's 2020, but you know that number that we had last week. Remember when I was like full on bearish and I was like wishy washy, kind of pushed yeah, me yeah, to wishy washy, and then we had the pullback there. It kind yep. of made me like oh, I wish you know you would have bought more stocks. So I do have some swing longs on right now. I took most of them off yesterday at the close because I simply didn't want to go through the number. I did hold a few small swing longs, so I'm leaning a little bit. Not 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 leaning long in the report. Very small. Like I said, I took most of them. And I was playing, you know, the meme stocks. I was playing. I wasn't playing Bed Bath Beyond. I wasn't playing the main ones. But I did Shatter take a ones. take yeah. a flyer in Carvana. I bought that uh, yesterday morning, I believe, um, or even the night before, because the Bed Bath and Beyond was going. And I was like, well, if they're gonna rally Bed Bath and Beyond that much, maybe they take the Carvana. I bought the Carvana. I think at four forty which would have been the close the night before, whatever the close was. Yeah, 4.42 the night before. And then it ran yesterday. So I took my profits already. Um, it ran up to five, uh, well, obviously ran up over $5. I think I sold at 5.35. So I took about 20% on that trade in a day, which was nice. So there's some good trading opportunities here. But again, I don't get married to any of this stuff. If we get a light number, all this stuff probably continues though. So a lot of this meme stock rally, does it continue, people will ask. This all kind of depends on the CPI. Well, there's a smart person that told me this just a, a week ago. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this smart person, but I, I, I think he goes by Triple D Trader. Punish the maximum amount of participants. Yeah, you're right. That's what's happening here. Yep. People lean in too short. People lean in too much on the bearish side. Lean in too short now. Well, it, we, that's not yeah. what the recent price action shows me. I, I think it's a short scrambling out. I think when you see stocks like Bed Bath & Beyond, it's a short squeeze. I think it's scrambling. Okay. I think I think people were leaning to bearish, including myself. So, again, let's see what the CPI number does. But what I how I'm mm-hmm. approaching this is if we get a significant dip, I think I'm a buyer. Uh, I think that the, the best call and you know, on Friday, you know, we really preached that trading range, right? I got the SPY or, you know, the S&Ps, it looks the same. And then it snuck out out of, uh, out of that area on the jobs data, right? And then Monday was the tricky day because, you know, you went up and you had a really nice move and then you gave it all back. 
And this was the Tuesday morning when you were talking about it, Dennis. It was like, well, you know, it came back down. We sold off 80, 90 handles. It didn't quite get to the top of the range of the breakout range, but there it was. And it, it gave you that one opportunity uh, on Tuesday morning. Wednesdays and Thursdays were good days. We're, we're getting into areas of very limited resistance. Uh, we all know this is back where we were at uh, from the December data. So, um, I don't know. I guess I'll just wait for the next 11, 12, 13, 14 day consolidation period and wait for the, the breakout of the consolidation. But uh, market getting the S&Ps over 4,000 um, as we speak. And you know what was been a big help is your, your mega cap tech to yeah. stop rolling over. We were talking about it. Not just stop going down. Please just stop going down. Well, look at that, you know, Apple now 10 bucks off its low. Microsoft, that got pounded by the analysts. That's had a move. All of a no. sudden, Amazon, it's cool to own Amazon now, Dennis. I mean, did you see the move in that yesterday? Big That's got to be one of its Three best. days. Yeah. So they definitely got anybody who's short is getting punished here. And again, you know, we can repeat that. Everybody thinks, oh, you just short the market last year. You kill it. This has nope. been the story. There's been vicious rallies throughout this entire downturn. It's like we get the vicious rally, sucker more people in, and then we roll over again. I don't know, like, and again, you know, you see numbers, and we should go right into the American Airlines here. You see numbers like this, and you're like, holy. I mean, this is just, you know, the travel is not slowing down. You know, things are not slowing down. They're never getting this 2% inflation, but, you know, not, not any time in the remote future unless they cook the books. But, you know, look at American Airlines this morning. Mitch, what did they say? And holy mackerel, these are good numbers. Um, I'm just a little upset that they didn't give me enough of a pullback yesterday to jump into the trade. But American Airlines expects to report Q4 adjusted EPS between $1.12 to $1.17 versus a 60 cent estimate expected q4 casm uh, to be up 10 percent compared to previous guidance up between eight to ten percent they raised q4 revenue guidance from 11 to 13 percent now at 16 to 17 percent so good outlook there from american airlines and it seems like all the airlines are in a little bit of a takeoff <laughs> oh, this is huge numbers. I mean, and we talked about travel and we're saying people are still traveling. You know, I think eventually it does slow down because I think people are going to eventually get strapped for cash. But right now they're still finding the money, you know, and maybe it just takes a lot longer than we think, but they're finding the money. And I mean, you can't argue with these numbers. These are huge numbers. These Doubles. are throwing up. Yeah, I was long American Airlines actually into the report. It, was, it wasn't scheduled to report. Um, I just so happened to be long into my overnight portfolio, so I was happy to take the gift here overnight. Already sold it. I was also long UAL, sold that too on the pops. Um, because I you go into the, the Jets against those, or is that just a little bit of a, a spec play? Um, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of was long a lot of you know these risk assets coming in here. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, now I'm trying to hedge myself up before the number, so I was trading for the last hour trying to get hedged up before the number I knew was coming on the show. So if I'm long something and I don't, I don't really like talking about it, you know, right, 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 right. portfolio. So that's why I sold the stock already. Um, so it allows me to freely talk about it on the show. Um, I, I, I'm just, you know, playing, you know, the spec game a little bit. I made some good money last couple of days just being long these speculative assets. Like I said, Carvana's, you know, I'm long a lot of stuff that kind of made me throw up in my mouth when I was looking at, you know, my, my day trading, you know, short term <laughs> trading, you know, and I was like, man, a lot of these swallow. stocks, 
I'm like, I hope they don't go bankrupt tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I think Carvana's still going bankrupt. I was like, I hope it's not tomorrow. When I was buying that at 439, I'm like, I'm playing it for the whole, sole reason that Bed Bath & Beyond is going. You know, I love my relationships. That's what I'm all about. I see Bed Bath & Beyond going thinking, well, what are they logically going to pick on? It could be a Carvana. But, I mean, American Airlines has been flying here for a while. So, obviously, you know, people were feeling these numbers before they actually just show them. Is this a, like sell the rip opportunity? Again, that's going to be CPI that's going to dictate the next move here. Do you, uh, well, this is, we're trading right uh, above $16. This is a big, big move for uh, American Airlines moving 72 cents in a day. So we'll focus, um, right now our early focus is uh, is 16.23. Uh, and uh, wow, you're starting to clear out the monthly. So there's going to be, I mean, it's traded 2 million shares. So this going to have to suck up a lot of paper here, right? Like I'm selling this when it gets back to 16 after I bought it at, well, I didn't buy it, but if you bought it at 13 just last week, it's, uh, you know, it's a pretty <laughs> good percentage trade. So we'll see if it keeps going up. But you know what I'm thinking about this real quick? Remember when, uh, it was June of COVID, I think, Dennis, and uh, I don't know. This this thing opened up and went to twenty two eighty. Do you remember that? It, I can't remember what was it June. Yeah, it was June of two thousand. It, it opened up like five six bucks, and then it just completely crumbled after that. I mean that well that high was wow that was twenty two eighty. The if you're really bullish, super long term, the post pandemic high. Uh, for American Airlines is 2609. People right, are asking me why I didn't mention Carvana yesterday. The main thing, I'm not a pumper. So I'm not, if I'm trading something actively and planning on trading it that day, I don't want to be coming in here and saying to you guys, oh yeah, we're buying Carvana and we're pumping, you know, let's go. You know, I said that the short term, you know, I did say a lot of these meme stocks are going. So I said I've had some positions in some of these meme stocks. A Carvana meme stock, kind of. You know, it kind of is right now, anyways, being talked about on Reddit. But, you know, I'm not just going to go buy a stock, you know, it's like Carvana, and then say, yeah, I'm buying Carvana, but, you know, I'm going to trade it, you know, day trade it all day today. I don't like to actively talk when I'm day trading because I don't want to be saying, oh, you're a pumper on this show. So I can clearly talk about a Pfizer because I'm holding it long term. And, you know, if I've got a long term swing on, I'll talk those too, but I typically don't talk my positions in day trading because I don't want anybody coming on saying, hey, you bought this stock and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're talking about it on your show. So I think you did kind of mention it though. Buck. I don't like talking my short-term buck. Dennis, I think you did kind of mention it just by mentioning high short interest, right? I mean, that well, I, I mean, think it I gave mean, yeah, you again, the area. See, or it's all about looking, relationships, right? Match. It is. Exactly. It's it's all about relationships. So when you see Bed Bath and Beyond and GameStop and AMC and those stocks going, eventually it might roll over into these other stocks. And we talked about the potential for that. So you know that that's the key here is you know just understanding the relationships. And you get these periods, you know, a few times, once a quarter probably, where these meme stocks catch a bit, and then you got to go to those lists, and they are good trades for a day or two. Again, don't get married to this stuff, though. Don't just come on here and, like, um, you know, say, oh, yeah, I'm going to put Carvana in my portfolio. It's going back to 100. I mean, these are short-term trades. You take the gains when you got the, the gains on some of these things because the gains typically don't last. These are still very poor-run companies, and a lot of these are going bankrupt, and a lot of these are going lower. But there's, not, there's trading opportunities in all this stuff. 
So you can trade all this stuff. And we try to push you guys in the right direction, the short-term stuff. And the long-term stuff is the long-term stuff. I have no idea where Pfizer is going next week. I'm just saying I put Pfizer in the long-term portfolio because I feel like there's value here. So I'm always wearing two hats on the show. Yeah. There's a trading hat, and then there's the long-term investing hat. You know, that tweet that I put out the other day when I said I bought Pfizer, Bristol-Myers, those aren't day trades. Those aren't swing trades. I feel like there's value down here. I feel like I want to be positioned more in drugs in 20, you know, or, or for the next couple of years even. And I feel like they've come down enough. So I wanted to add and increase my drug exposure. But there's all kinds of opportunities with trading and trading momentum when we talk that stuff. Um, but, you know, I, again, for me to come on and just, you know, buy Carvana and then say, oh, yeah, we're buying Carvana. I mean, that's, you know, th that's a stock that, you know, is very, you know, manipulated already out there. And it's hard for me to just come on here and say, yeah, I'm buying Carvana. Let's go. You know, like we're not pumpers on this show. All right, let's move towards Taiwan Semiconductor as they reported Ooh. earnings today. Let's get into it. Q4 EPS at $1.82, beat the $1.77 estimate. Sales at $19.93 billion, missed the $20.56 billion estimate. Uh, they did reduce, though, 23 CapEx guidance to $32 billion and a high end of $36 billion. Called for narrowing margins amid a rise in research and development expenses. Oh man, I've, I've been wrong on this one. I'll just we say have me and Mitch I've been, have been wrong. Dead wrong. I admit we it. thought there was going to be an imminent invasion, and that doesn't appear to well, be going to happen. No, 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 no. Let, 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 let's let's rewind that. We didn't think imminent invasion, but we didn't want to be caught. <laughs> I didn't want to be caught in that. I didn't want to be caught in it either. <laughs> That's what it was. To you guys me. are safe, man. You guys are hey, safe. Risk that, adverse. Yeah. It doesn't look like any invasions coming soon. There. <laughs> you, you guys. I'm always preaching moments. risk adverse. I'm sorry. I was risk adverse this time. But I admit it. And I think I've been wrong. And one thing that we can clearly say is why not? Don't fight Warren. Fight Mitch. Don't fight Warren. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Warren like, usually ends up being right. And there is the play to, you know, if you get long Warren stocks, certain stocks don't work out for him. You know, obviously you sold the airlines all at the lows. But I mean, you know, Warren usually ends up being right more than wrong. That Berkshire Hathaway chart <laughs> speaks for itself. I always say results speak for themselves. You bring up the Burke.B chart, which is really unbelievable. I mean, how much pass do they get him? You know, just a quick Burke conversation because here's a stock that's trading near its, you know, four. Here's a stock trading near a six month high. It's half Apple. And Apple's been cut down big time here. <laughs> But they don't knock Burke down because of that, because I guess they got other assets making up the difference here. But they give them a pass on the Apple position. But you can't argue with performance. Burke.B continues to perform. The old guy still got it. And he was, he's been right so far on TSM. Yeah, this TSM, too. It gave you the pullback after the initial surge. And then uh, I've been trying to focus on this 8350 area, right? That was the worn top. Came up there a few times. Someone mentioned about it, and I said, well, maybe the fourth time's the charm. And that was uh, around 7, 38 o'clock. They took it right through there. Uh, it's breaking out 84.98, your pre-market high. I think over the next couple of days is I would like to see this come down and establish support at 83.50 
or never go near it and just keep on going, you do see one daily high at 85. But uh, I guess they don't care as much about the guidance, right? Uh, then uh, in the margins, it's all about the numbers. So nice move. Is it helping out um, AMD? Uh, AMD perking up a little bit over 70 bucks. I know NVIDIA, that's trading up 233. Oh, would have been nice to buy that going through 160. Uh, today, but maybe if you get a pullback to 160, old resistance, uh, new support. And you know who just shrug off earnings? Look at Micron. I mean, right? Oh, whoa, Micron under 50. They're done. They're toast. It's cyclical. Boom. Back at 58. Triple it, D. It's come, it snapped back fast. Yeah. Rally, it's really been January affecting. No, I'm, I'm disappointed actually in my own trading performance because. We called for this snapback and all of these stocks all the way going into December, the end of December. I kept saying January 1st, the calendar turns, this stuff can yep. turn. And I bought some of these things. And then, you know what? I got shaken out of a few of them too. And, the you know, and what I was in, it just, you know, and Tesla made new lows. And I'm like, maybe it's not going to work out. And yeah, definitely, yep. I got shaken out. And if I would have just held to that thesis, that we're in January, the turn of the calendar sometimes turns these things. All of the junk turned January 1. It really did. It kept going down. We had the turns, but, you know, and obviously, you know, we made new lows. I believe it was, you know, not January 1 because we were closed and we closed January 2nd too. But, I mean, Tesla made new lows on the 5th, and you're like, oh, I think I may, might be wrong on this. You know, might just continue yep. lower. But it wasn't the case. I mean, ARKK, which is obviously your leader, never made a new low on the move. It made its low on the move on December the 28th. And then for the next three days, kind of held. And then the Tesla, June or January 6th or whatever, 5th, 6th, was when you thought maybe we're cratering over. And the day they bought Tesla and turned it around was your green light to hindsight capital 2020 was the green light to go into all the, all the beaten down growth names. And they have turned and they have turned like big time here. So January effect, you know, what we were calling for has been more pronounced probably than I've seen in years. So we called it. I got shaken out of my own personal trading. I hope some other people didn't because we were calling for this turn in the growth names. It absolutely did happen. Um, and, you know, I wish I would have stuck with it. Yeah, it was it was just every time it's different, you know, like the way when also people were like last year, remember, like opened up in January and we just got pounded early. So I think, you know, it, every year that, you know, the, we talk about these trends and how they persist and they always have a little little different twist to it. Right. Tesla making a new low of the move. If we just would have stuck Ryan Dietrich strong, you know, we had him on on that Tuesday of the last week. It was a choppy week, you know, to end the month. And then, of course, uh, you got the CPI that uh, that led us out of there. But uh, seven minutes before the number, uh, S&Ps are now over 4,000. Uh, not too hard to do the levels here uh, because there are no levels on the upside. Uh, your interday high from December 15th was 40.43. That's uh, 37 handles away, and that was only a inter intraday high. Uh, All right, team, I'm gonna take a really quick second. Uh, we sure. probably won't give levels on it, but I just wanna at least cover Logitech because if not, I know someone's gonna tell me we missed it here. Of <laughs> course, uh, Logitech is sliding big. It did give that tape bomb. We were looking to Ugh. see if we'd get some bigger tape bombs, but definitely Logitech getting hit hard here. Uh, they announce 
Uh, of course, Q3 results reducing fiscal 23 outlook. Of course, this was a forward outlook. Q3 revenue now down 22% to 23% year over year and sees fiscal year 23 to be down 15 to 13% in sales growth. Uh, so definitely not what you want to be seeing there in Logitech. And they also stated more and more how they see more macro headwinds coming for the space. This is a disaster. Again, it's an ADR too. So it's already traded in Europe actively. So it's not like it's just going to snap back. But again, they're inclined to buy the dips on stuff. The Lululemon took a couple of days, but eventually came yeah. back. Maybe the Logitech could be the same story. Eventually come back. Um, I am in buy the dip mode. Ooh, ooh, this is a bad. This is a bad. When you're talking twenty percent declines <laughs> and stuff, and it's like, I don't know, man. That's so bad that maybe I just yeah. I just stay away from this. One, one they haven't gone after that I think they might with this news is here. H e a r Turtle Beach, right? We we haven't talked about that one in a while. That I have one not might... looked at that stock in probably a year here. Yeah, at least. Yeah, it's been um, a while. In a year. <laughs> and a here yeah i see you i see you joe um but definitely if they're coming after logitech right yeah. a lot of what uh turtle beach makes also logitech Same, makes right similar so stuff similar stuff keep an eye keep keeping it stuff keep, you know, I, good I call, mean, mitch just keep an eye on that one smaller man, stock how about people just leaning the wrong way into this one off the october low i mean people are getting slammed off this just the charts are really meaningless because of uh you know, the way it trades overnight, but uh, I don't know, maybe this $55 area, but that's just a stab. Maybe, no, I don't know what we can do. Uh, we had the October low at 42, let's call it 68, right? Is that the high? Yep, 68, that's 26 point move, 13. That takes you back down to 55, I don't know, 55, 56, but that's just like, that's just, that's a one, that's a half a star. That's not even nothing. Right, it's time for uh, CPI. Yeah, we're getting ready for it. I am so inclined to be looking for a significant dip to buy. If you know, I'm not. I don't know what's going to happen here. If we rip, it's going to go without me. If we dip, I probably am going to be buying the dip. At a, I, and I think I'm probably buying it. You know, somewhere. I mean, three eighty six twenty seven. The low from two days ago would be a beautiful number. But I don't know if we're dropping a hundred bucks again. It depends on what the number is. So we've got to reevaluate. But I do feel like there's this buy the dip mentality out here right now. And we saw it with Lululemon, took a couple of days. I think there's a lot of money managers saying, you know, please pull back so I can get in. So I do think this market sets up well to buy the dip. But again, we got to get the information, you know, get Powell, as I believe, talking afterwards. So we got to get with his. I think he is. I think he is. I think, is it Biden supposed to speak at 10? Yeah, we got Biden. Is it Biden yeah. talking? Yeah, so, uh, I have... mean, he's coming on because it's a bad number. I mean, come on, give me a break. Just remember, though, because I, I was actually not here for the December uh, CPI, and they, they rocketed it just, like, unbelievable. They brought it down in the regular session. You know, it brought it down substantially. It still had a, a decent update. Talk. The chat's got me. It's Bullard. Bullard okay. But we didn't take until a couple days after. We didn't tank. I mean, we had to pop. We held it for like a day. 
And then I think, uh, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, came out and submarine the market. So that's what happened. I wasn't here, but that's what happened last time. S&Ps, we're ripping. Triple D, we're going to let you go wide here. Yeah, I'm going to uh, go wide. Mitch, do you want to stick one more stock in here, or do you want to start to preview the numbers? Yeah, I'm going to be- go a little deeper into the preview here. Of course, uh, CPI okay. estimated year over year is 6.5, right? Prior 7.1. Uh, the month over month for core is estimated at 0.3 prior 0.2. Um, CPI, just cl- clear CPI month over month estimated 0.1 prior 0.1, right? I think the important thing to realize also is what happened on last CPI report, right? The index for shelter was by far the largest contributor to the monthly all items increase more than offsetting the decreases that we got in the energy indexes. So if you're looking for what could potentially come down to help out CPI, well, you guys heard it from also Mary Daly. She's looking at that shelter index. Is that going to show some uh, deflation showing up finally? That's what I'll be watching as soon as the number hits. Of course, this is going to kind of shake up everything. And from here on out, Things can change, so we'll see what happens. We are pretty bullish into the tape right and now. They're jamming it, man. They're just already 39748. Yeah. Pool. Either they have something I don't, but we'll find out. We're still just a minute. Pushing. I, I got like I said, I got nothing up here to 4043. That was the interday high on the 15th as we await the number. 1975 is where we pop to. It's gonna be all over the place. I'm not gonna jump the gun, but you know I will. Uh, uh, now up 20 handles, just about everything green across the board. Your bonds are up, uh, almost a stick. Gold trying to get over 1900. Uh, you know, gold's a big mover off the number. Uh, Bitcoin holding steady here, up 750. Uh, the algos are going, they're going, they're going for the offers. As I said, uh, 40, 43, even that was your interday high on the 12th, but, uh, on a pullback, I don't even have time to do a 50% retracement on the day. Oh, there's a nice drop. A second. There it is. Boom. There's a drop. Whoa. There's a big drop. Oh, my Lord. There you go. I, I'm trying to get this number, but, man. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. We I'm just spiked to- down to 39.54. And. That is right around the intraday low from yesterday, I believe. Wednesday's intraday low was at 48.75. We haven't hit that level yet. So you did get a pop and a drop. Bulls are trying right, to cores. recover. What do you got for me, Mitch? All right, let's give it here. I got core CPI at 5.7 versus 5.7 estimate. Uh, overall, 6.5. Uh, versus 6.5 estimates. So it came in right in line and we're still going down on it just to kind of mention that uh, initial jobless claims coming in at 205,000 versus 215,000. So we missed on that initial jobless claims number. Um, I'm looking out what could be bringing us down here. Core CPI also came in in line. Every number that I'm seeing right now is in line. Um, CPI month over month at 0.1 versus zero estimate prior 0.1. That's probably one that you can see, but I, that actually came in at a negative. Well, yeah. What, uh, I'm not seeing anything right here in the numbers that clearly states to the downside, even though we got that down hit there right out the gates here. 
Um, I thought if anything, we were going to see that course uh, 6.5 showing up closer towards the 7.1, but looks like we got it right in line here. So I don't, I, I don't know why we got that quick algo hit to the downside, but it's just because we got overdone to the upside. I mean, you know, considering that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's why I was nervous. I mean, you know, um, I think Dip gets bought. Just chime yeah, in. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, Dennis. No worries, you, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. This mm -hmm. is a. Uh, I mean, everything looks okay, but uh, man, you had just a big run up. They popped it up to forty nineteen seventy five. I actually don't mind this. I don't mind this because the market is going to have a chance. It's going to have to prove itself today. Now, I don't, you know, now obviously Biden had the, the notes and he can come out, you know, with his speech later on today, um, what he has to say. But uh, I mean, the expert, I, I, it, everything was in line. I think the market just got a little bit ahead of itself. Now the onus is on the bulls. All right. Yeah. To bring this to, to back up. Let me know with, uh, if, when you see Christian in the background, because yeah, uh, we got Christian in the background already. Okay. I'm going to give one last line here directly from the report. The index for gasoline was by far the largest contributor to the monthly all items decrease more than offsetting the increases in shelter index. If we look at the shelter index, uh, shelter index was at 7.5, uh, less energy service at seven. One thing that we need to keep watching, will this go down? It went up. Um, and so that's what we need to keep watching. Shelter makes up about 30% of the CPI report. And you guys can see, uh, at least for right now, that's what's also holding us up. And if I also look at electricity, electricity went up. Uh, pipe gas service went up. It went from a negative 3.5 to a positive 3.0. So that just shows us also energy service inflation there. Gasoline actually coming down and fuel coming down. And we're still pretty high, team. If there's anything I think that got us to that 6.5, it was that gasoline and fuel oil coming down. So that is definitely helping. And if that can continue trend, then maybe we can get closer towards that 2%. That's what's going that's what I got right now. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about this with our guest today. Of course, you guys know him. Follow him uh, closely. Christian Fromhertz. Let's bring him on. All right, Christian. How are we doing today? Tribeca Trading Group. What are you seeing out there? Oh, you got the mute right now. Yeah, before you, uh, before, yeah, we got you on the, the old mute trick here. No stress there. Uh, it should there be. There we go. Soon. Good morning, yeah. guys. Good First morning. of all, what are you doing in Lake Placid? Happy. Are you skiing? Are you skiing? I, uh, a little bit of skiing, a, a little bit of everything. I like the Lake Placid area, so it's a great time to get up there. There's snow on the ground and, uh, and it's a great time to be up in Lake Placid and uh, overall the Adirondacks up in New York State in the wintertime. Okay, so let's get to the jobs number, or not jobs number, CPI number. <laughs> uh, they ripped yeah. it first, and then yep. they dipped it. And like we're sitting here going, well, what? This looks okay. This looks okay. Why did they take it down? And then they took it down hard. And Triple D, who never, usually during these numbers, is very quiet. He's like, comes in and goes, I think they buy the dip. And here we yeah. are back on, I mean, what a weird reaction. What's your take on it, Christian? 
Well, it's like, a, I think it's like most things in trading, it's a little bit of, you know, it kind of like an earnings print, to, uh, you know, when a company has good earnings, but the name rallied into into the earnings number. I, I think it's it's very similar to that. It's, it's you, you, there's certain principles that you hear over and over in trading. One of them is buy the rumor, sell the news. So um, Triple D hit this pretty nicely. He did say that, uh, see if the buy the dippers come out and, I think that's a, that's a really good reaction first. Well, first of all, the, the numbers were good, right? The yeah. numbers were in line with expectations. Uh, I just wanted to discuss this for one second because so many people are fixated on this year over year number. And really, I, I think what, and again, it doesn't matter because we're watching the price action. The price action is doing pretty well here. But it's really the the, the number to watch is the month over month number. Okay. Uh, and the reason for for that is because it's all they're doing when they when they calculate the year over year number is basically just add up the previous twelve months. And you're not going to get a major runoff in that number until you, uh, and I put a link in there, it's from, from my Twitter feed, but you're not going to get the number to come down until those those months that had that showed the high inflation until they start rolling off. When, did it, when does that really start to happen? March, April, May. So once you get to June, right, we had a couple uh, CPI month over month numbers back uh, back in last, you know, th those months, once we get through those months, it will automatically come off. So I, I heard like somebody say yesterday, and, I, and again, I, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, whatever, but they're like, oh, inflation will never get down to 2%. Well, based on, and again, you could argue with how they're measuring it, that's fine, but they're just measuring the last consecutive 12 months. So once you get to that June and July and that 1.3, 1.0, 1.2 rolls off, what do you, th and as long as we have these readings that are around 0%, yes, sure. the last 12 months will be two, will, <laughs> you'll get to 2% based on year over year. Now you could really? argue that that's wow. not the right way to measure it, but sorry to, to um, fill it No, I love that. I love yeah. the illustration too. I mean, right there, right? What, what's, and maybe that's what investors, you know, is what they're, uh, what they're looking at. Uh, but that, man, that, that's an interesting fact, Christian. Thanks. Uh, thanks for sharing, sharing that with us. Sure. So, yeah. And it's, so it's time, you know, it's time and, and these continued readings of flat around flat are going to get you to 2% year over year. Okay, now we just wait for uh, everyone's like, well, this is, you know, Powell's not going to like this, right? He's going to come out and kapow the market again and say, but, you know, you really can't, you can't base your investing expectations on what someone is going to say, right? I mean, they've, they ratcheted high uh, rates. It seems to be doing the desired effect. But the question now is, Christian, I mean, you had the dip. Is that it? Is that it? The dip that you get? Or are we going to do what we did off the last CPI number? And we just, we hung out for a couple days and then we got kapowed. I think it was uh, uh, some statements from him. So are you still like, would you still be like, okay, we've had a nice rally. We had the pop. I'm still trimming out here. Or do you think that these numbers, you just have to say, yeah, um, it's been a big rally. I'm buying the rip. We're going to 4,100, 4,200. How, how are you looking at it? Uh, I'm looking at just kind of selectively adding risk. I mean, I, I was 
um, you know, kind of bullish coming into this week because we saw more participation, like breath really ticked up towards the end of last week. So on that scale of being bullish, bearish, I, I did get more bullish, um, but I also did reduce risk a little bit into, I, I just didn't want this event risk for the day. I uh -huh. do think it would be, uh, you know, a, a buy the rumor, sell the news. Uh, but I think the numbers are, you know, now looking at the actual numbers and, you know, what is Powell going to say next? Probably, hey, we're moving in the right direction. No reason to get that excited. We need to see more of this. And, you know, how could he bring this? You know, it's tough to really talk this down to the point of, uh, you know, where where you have to abandon stocks at this point. Um, so I think, you know, if we do get some dips, you know, just like this one was really quick and kind of dramatic because it happened in the first five minutes. But I, I like the idea of, you know, buying a little bit more and in, into a little at least some backing and filling um, of what we've uh, what we've seen. Back and fill. Yep. Yep, yeah, I like that term. And, and again, I, I mean, I really like the participation that we've seen, you know, industrials, metals. Um, you know, another thing to keep in mind, which I'm not really happy that the memes, I'll come right, right out and say it. I'm not really happy that the memes are nuts <laughs> because I think that just brings too much speculation. But yep. I do like some of the other things. And, and the other thing to think about is that interest rates may, you know, of what, uh, you know, how the Fed does have interest rates at 4.33, that is still a very high level of interest rate. That does mean that, you know, the leadership that we're seeing right now, I think that maintains, I think the industrials, the metals, the, you know, the materials that are doing really well, and then select other areas like consumer discretionary has done very well when you strip out Amazon and Tesla, you know, those areas, you know, if you look at some of the things like, like a Crocs, like a Capri, um, you know, C CPRI, uh, what's, what's the other, oh, yeah. the other handbag maker, uh, TPR. I mean, it's quite amazing. And I don't, you know, full disclosure, I don't own either one of those, this, the, uh, <laughs> this, the TPR or the CPRI, but I'm looking at like a Home Depot, you know, I think Home Depot can, um, begin to kind of turn the corner and, and move back up. You could see it had a real nice candle there yesterday. What do you think about that stock? Uh, it's making its way halfway back from that, that recent move. So I always like to see a recoup of that, you know, the, the recent, uh, the recent decline and looks like it's coming right into that area, 330, 340. But I, I have to ask you about yep. mega cap tech. Yep. Because that is, is that I mean, as long as these stocks, Apple, Microsoft, Google, and Amazon continue to dominate the weighting in the index, we're going to be subject to what they do. And they have all, I mean, they've all come off their lows. They're all still in uh, very well-defined downtrends. Is this an area? Is the mega cap tech? Is this something as I, you know, you're looking to buy an Amazon if and when you get a pullback or Google, Microsoft? Is it okay to dip your toe back into the water in mega cap tech? Well, I think number one, like, you know, the time frame is important. If you have a really, really long time frame, then maybe you don't even care that much. You know, maybe you think that this is a buying opportunity. I'm more on the shorter end of the spectrum. And, I, you know, I haven't really participated in, in many of those stocks. I think Netflix is acting the best, but I, I think you're going to, I think really what's going to set the tone is earnings. And if, if Definitely. they don't, um, you know, beat earnings or don't have, you know, a good, 
a, a good reaction is going to be important, right? There, and I think for those stocks, they they should show something that's positive. Maybe that that can turn the corner, and maybe the the dip starts to really get bought. Other than you know short covering, which I think is what we've seen the last couple of days. So mm-hmm. I think earnings is gonna. You always find new leaders or new you know market momentum out of earnings. You know, and that's the reason why I think Netflix has done so well out of that group is because they had the best earnings out of, you know, and they, they've, they've shown some positives since they had that big drop. The question is for the rest of those names, are they going to show that, th- that they're starting to turn the corner after some of the, like the bad quarter, uh, you know, missing some, some areas of their earnings over the last quarter. So that, that's really going to set the tone. Um, and okay. if they, Sorry, sorry for a long-winded answer. No, but. no, no, no. That's good because uh, I talked about this earlier in in the week, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, we're there's a lot of anticipation over this over this number, right? The street leaning longer, but we're coming up on like Q4 earnings season, and yeah. you know, all the recession predictors and all the people that are looking for the multiple to come down in the S and P to lower PEs. Well, it's come down, but. Now you're going to get the E, right? And so I think the focus has shifted away. I wouldn't be surprised if you see, I mean, for this, I think you could see a decent pullback off this uh, just over trepid. I mean, you got JP Morgan on Friday, right? That's not because it's just, that's kept me out of the bull, uh, out of the super bearish camp, the way that that's been reacting, but it's going to come down to the fundamentals, right? It's going to come down to earnings. And even if you get that Q4 beat, you know, what about Q1? You know, are you going to jump on, you know, jump on the Q4 beat? And then they say, oh, Q1, uh, you're reducing by, you know, 24, you know, whatever I'm using percentages. So back to, I guess it's back to the focus on earnings. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, Fed's Harker just said 25 basis points will be appropriate going forward. So, so there you go. So oh, one of the no, Fed speakers, the uh, oh. I call them the view, the the Fed view, because they like to talk. They can't wait to get out there and start talking. Uh, so, so you got the first one out out of the gate. So here we go, 25 basis points. Yeah, it's showing up now on the CME Fed Watch tool. We went from 76.7% for a 25 basis point hike towards now 82.6%. I always like to look at the change on a day like today to show what the percentage really is leaning towards. Of course, now we're looking at 25 basis points. Will we get 50 from the big bad wolf? We'll have to wait and find out. Yeah, hey, and Christian, I just wanted to comment because I, I think yeah, so just you know, last point, um, yeah. and and I agree with you, Joel, a hundred percent. You know, and I think this is what's really going to make what's going to be very interesting in the next couple of weeks. What companies are going to come out and saying that they're doing pretty well? You guys were talking about what American Airlines a little while ago, uh-huh. uh, you know. So it's it's, and I'm not ta- I'm I'm not going to buy an airline per se, but um, I think the aerospace group has been very strong um, outside of the airlines. You know, Boeing has been doing great. And I think really you're going to hear some of these na- some of these names in the S and P 500 and and then and in the small caps are going to come out and they're going to say that they're they're doing okay. I think those have the potential to lead for the next quarter. Do I know exactly which ones they're going to be yet? No, but I'll be <laughs> I'll be very interested and, and I think that's where things um, are going to get fun in the market in terms of finding what areas of the of the market will have been kind of making it out of a difficult market. We always find those companies um, and that could be potential leadership for the next quarter. 
The markets are always fun when you have Christian Farmherds on from Tribeca Trade Group. Up at Lake Placid, I know you're anxious to get home and uh, get back on the computer. Uh, thanks for joining us. Great information as always. And uh, we'll be dialing you up a lot more here in 2023. Thanks, Christian. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Okay. Uh, one, little, little Fed Pop uh, on the whatever I don't even know what all these guys' names are, but, uh, you know, a normal day here, right? A normal day. We're down a couple handles. Can we take back unchanged? Uh, can yeah, that's what I'm looking to see if we can get back yeah. up there because it seems yep. like we're fighting. Every time we get these uh, moves up on the five-minute, that's how I'm looking at a five-minute. I'm seeing wicks up there towards wicks. the upside. Wicks. You guys yeah. know how I feel about wicks. Wicks are tricks in my eyes, but um, we'll see what happens today. Really we choppy. Get, get back above the 397. The chop. chop wicks is are for just, kids. I think What's what up, it trip? is is, is that really, there's really, such a hard really downside choppy. action. People are still trying to decipher. I do think that what Dennis said, you know, the buy the dippers came in. We could clearly see that, right? But now the only question is it seems like there's a battle right now between the price action. What are you seeing, Dennis? Really choppy. Um, yeah, huge battle here. I mean, you can't. You got a number that was in line. So you didn't yeah. get a clear buy signal. You didn't get a clear sell signal. You kind of got a number that's in line. And some people are saying, well, that's not good enough. Other people are saying, what are you talking about? Of course, that's good enough. We're off yeah. to the races. So the battle between the bulls and the bears, I do think as we dip down, there's a buying opportunity. And maybe if you rip too high, I think you're just fading everything right now. That's kind of how I'm trying to approach it. But I do feel like the bulls, I, I feel like there's this underneath demand. You know how we always talk about overhead supply right now? I feel like there's underneath demand, which gives me that so inclined to be buying the dip mentality here. I did buy some SP, or I did buy some IWM when we pulled back there on the number just because I felt like um, the dip's going to get bought. So I still think the dip's going to get bought. I think we could have a date with 4,000 a day, but lots more commentary. Biden's going to talk. I yeah. think they're saying Bullard's going to talk. You know, there, there's so much information that's going to be coming at this market and then the potential tape bombs. It's hard to predict any more than a few minutes out, really. But at this moment in time, I feel like there's underneath the man where money managers are like, crap, I think I might have missed it. And, you, you know, when you see the Bitcoin start going and the Bed Bath and Beyonds and all that, you know, it gets people like, you know, you see Bed Bath & Beyond up 100% and the stock's bankrupt or going bankrupt. You're like, what's going on? You know, I don't want to be, if they're going up on bankruptcy, that's the worst news you can get. So I better be getting along on some of these other dips. That's what starts happening, you know, with the shift with mentality. And it's happening in myself as well. You know, a little uncomfortable to be in as much, you know, as I am and as much cash as I am. That's why I spent a little bit to work, you know, in the last uh -huh. couple of days. But Still, it's uh, it's a battle here, real battleground. I think uh, it's uh, I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. Uh, Pratam Jagtop uh, says, you know, are, you know, are we going to develop a little bit of a trading range here? I mean, we Maybe. we've had a really we've had a nice move, a couple thousand point move, right? We broke out mm -hmm. of that consolidation area. No clear, you know, as you can see by my charts here. I, I'd like to go. I like to go with the Globex levels, right? Because to me, that's the true price. But there are interday levels that there's still that interday level that I mentioned on the upside is still higher. But I think until you get a couple, at least a couple highs in the same place, you know, uh, like a double top, wherever that may be, I, you know, I think the bulls are still a little bit in control. But 
at Q, you know, earnings season starts on Friday, and that doesn't change what the expectations are for earnings to be slowing down in this, you know, the quarter, and that you know some of the higher interest rates working its way through. So it's nothing like a, a number that's in line, right, Dennis? I mean, it's tough it, when you get like, Battleground continues. Fading you know what's moves. You know, what's also tough is when we're not getting full transparency, right? At least I feel like this is not full transparency. Philadelphia President Harker saying that we're likely to raise rates a few more times in 2023. Oh, thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks. A few more times. Appreciate (laughs) that. Right? (laughs) Right? Like, where's the transparency, right? Like, maybe tell me maybe like two or three more times. That would give me a little bit more. You can even give me a range, two to four, but don't just say a few more times. A few. few. What's a few? Please define a few. (laughs) Don't worry. There'll be some people trying to define that. Can we we ask that um, chat GPT where the market's going? Yeah, and it does it like, know? The, the AI? Yeah, and it would, yeah, and it would just What's go the CPI report? <laughs> <laughs> What's the market going to do next week? And I'm like, I, actually, I got an email from one of our listeners, and he, he explained to me what it was in, 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 in layman's terms. And he said, interesting but scary. I mean, I think that's the way that, that you have to look at it. I haven't really delved into it. But uh, uh, we're up six handles. You want to cover four more issues, a few more issues here before we get to the 9 o'clock hour? What what shop, though? I mean, uh, yeah, I want to kind of give the, now they're starting. It, it did feel like they were going to come in and buy it. I still feel like they're going to come in and continue to buy it. I just feel like you can't shake the underneath demand here right now. And the buy the dip mentality is out there. And this mm-hmm. number did nothing to shake that mentality. So think about what we had coming in. We had this, you know, vicious rally basically for three, four days, stocks like Amazon rallying. And not a small rally to your point, Joe. Stock like Amazon rally 10%. No, not even. 17% in four trading sessions. I mean, there is people sitting there thinking, I may have missed it. I'm one of them. I think I might have missed it too. So that's yeah, why I'm full box here. I think you still got to be sure. increasing stock exposure. At least in the short term. FOMO for sure is definitely going to be showing up. For me, uh, pre-market resistance that we got above towards seven, we got above it, and that was right around the 396 level. Now we're starting to really put in some stronger tape above that 396 level. Mm -hmm. That's going to be one level that I definitely will be watching for it to hold on the intraday. As long as we can hold that 396, I can even stay in the intraday a kind of bullish momentum. Um, but other than that, if we crack, you know, this 394, that's when I'll be flipping back down towards the bear side. Always like to have situational levels. But right now, I, it looks I, like we're starting to climb that wall of worry. Yeah, I got I, I got nothing really in here for you, but would be impressive to me. And I, I think we'd have a lot more legs is if we, we, we take out that pre-market high today and just yeah. keep on going. Then, then you're gonna be. Then people are gonna be like, "Oh my! I had a dip. I had an 18 second dip to get back in, and now I gotta buy." We've had a 20 minute dip to get back. Yeah, it was. You're right. I'm talking about the big spike, but you're right. You're right. The big spike down on the number. You're right. That was. Where did we? Is that right? No. Yeah, we went to 398, uh, 398.45, and then on the low side, I have 392. 392. Wow, we really dipped down. That's what imagine this is why you don't have stops in the pre-market because you would have got so destroyed through those stops right there. You would have just been like back, back, back. 
stopped out at the bottom. <laughs> oh, so that's why there's limit orders in pre-market, team, because yeah. of action like that. And it went wide. I don't know if you saw it, Dennis, but it definitely oh, was so wide. It was massive. I saw it like two points, three points at one point. Yeah, big time. That's the hard part. How do you trade on something like that, Dennis, when it's that wide? Well, one is if you feel convicted, which I kind of did, I just set my order out there. So I go real wide and I go inside yeah, it and yeah. then just look to get hit. So you got to be convicted, though. You're not like looking and reading tape. I was convicted that they were going to come in and buy the dip, which I was absolutely correct on. Um, we can say that clearly now. We're up 60 handles from low. So they did buy the dip. And I mean, that's the way you've got to approach it, Mitch, is you've got to be convicted going in if you're actually going to trade it. I'd say for the most part, I usually stay away. You know, yeah. I might do some arbitrage. I'm like, if I could sell this and buy, you know, some S&Ps against it, I would do it. So I could do some arbitrage. But if I'm just flat out like convicted, then just buying the dip, you know, just having an order and looking like like on the IWM. You know, and, and again, you know, it, it's 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 real choppy. So, you know, you look where the bids are and you throw it in the you throw it up 10 cents from the low bid. And then you just sit there and you know what? When it's choppy like that, it kind of hits everything. You get done. You, you I get mean, done. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I But like, maybe you don't want to be done. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you're like, you get done, you're like, puke in the mouth. But but uh <laughs> but in a situation like that, and I don't know how you know the the spoos, you know, everything got real wild before the number. But just a lot of times, if if you throw something out there, you know, like you like if you were short, you would have been throwing some bids out there, right? You're gonna get done. They're looking, they're looking for liquidity, right? So if you're convicted in what you're doing, then you can put your orders out there and get done. Now the market, you know, is settling down. The algos are are uh, are are getting in there, but uh, now we're back above four thousand. Once again, I'm just gonna, you know, the pre-market high. Like one things I like to look to is, you know. It already is a big range, but you get through that pre-market high today, and I think you really this, got the you really got the bullshit. This Super number does nothing to no? cool. This num number does nothing to cool off what was going on before and mm -hmm. what was happening for three four days before. Let's just repeat it: is you had no. you know a relentless fire in the beaten down names of January effect. This number does not cool that off, in my opinion. I so agree. I think you know. I think the bulls are in short-term control here. If there's going to be a tape bomb, it might change things. If Apple or Amazon or somebody warns, which I still think yep. might happen, it might cut it down. But the bulls got a lot of food now. And they're like, you know what? It's working. This number was fine. It shows inflation is still coming down, despite you know what everybody is saying. And holy mackerel, some stocks are really exploding right now, Joel. Um, yeah. Despite what everybody was saying, I think we're just in this environment here now where the bulls are short-term in control. I don't know. Nobody has a crystal ball to tell you what's going to happen next week. There could be another tape bomb. But Friday. all you can do is what trades what's on you. Yeah, what about the banks, right? Yeah, Joel, banks coming in tomorrow. How do we start looking at this type of trade? I mean, this JP Morgan, I mean, just the, just resiliency in this uh, during that all that consolidation period. And now it's trying to, you know, it's trying to break out on the monthlies here. Not all the other banks have acted like that, but I was just kind of thinking, if we're going into a recession, if things are that bad, I just thought that this, uh, this JPM would be coming in, and it showed a lot of resiliency. Now running into earnings like this, you gotta, it always has a, always has a wild day. But just, uh, you know, if you just had kept your eye on that chart since mid December, 
you know, you wouldn't have, you, know, you wouldn't have had a bearish bone in you. But um, anything else? Is there anything else we want to we want to cover here? Uh, we got about uh, a minute. Again, left. it's Oops. continuation. The growth tech that has been really beaten up is really catching a bed. Lucid, LCID, um, up here. I did. I can say I did buy some Rivian. I did buy some Rivian yesterday, and I put that you know, on for a swing trade. I don't intend to trade out of that here today. I'm just, I, I, I didn't want to talk about it because I, it was a bad number. I probably would have traded out of it, but I'm feeling a little bit more convicted in that buy there now. Reason I bought it was I just felt like I had a low to lean on. So I actually bought it. Um, I bought, bought it yesterday, I believe. Yeah, I did. I bought it yesterday. Um, 15.84 is low of the move. And it came down, I think I picked up at like 16.35 or something like that. So I was like, you know what? I'm risking 50 cents down. You see what I'm looking at, Joel? I'm seeing yeah. all these risk assets go up. And then I'm like, oh, I got Rivian. That's 50 cents off the low here. And I'm like, I'm not saying Rivian is going to be a long-term holding here, but I'm saying I had a level of lean on. The, the reason I set this up, and I think you got to do that too. Some of this beaten down stuff that maybe hasn't went yet. Maybe the chat can find some other ones. You know, that's the stuff that they're gravitating to here right now. And there's some stocks that haven't gone. Rivian just simply hasn't really gone yet. So that's why I went in this one. My target would be 19 to 20. So obviously, if it gets there later today, if it can get to 19 or 20, you know, maybe I do take it off. But I, I was just coming in here saying I'm risking myself 50 cents, and I've seen a lot of people coming to some risk assets. So that is one that I put in the swing trading portfolio. All right. Well, that, that was a, I just knew this was going to be a fun show today. Didn't know what the numbers were going to be, but just uh, just with the prep that we did and uh, uh, the ideas, even from the chat, I'll be nice to you in the chat today. Um, you guys are pretty well behaved today. Uh, but right now, uh, I'm going to sign off. We're up uh, almost 24 handles at 4013. Once again, be focusing on that pre-market high, 1975. We got a, just a lot of air above that. Uh, coming back on the downside, you had one opportunity to get things scratched, and uh, now that that's moving farther and farther away. So, Blind Trader loves the show. Blind Trader, we love you. I'm going to go over to uh, Pre-Market Prep Plus and cover all, a lot of the symbols we missed. Everyone, have a great day. All right, Joel's out of here, and Dennis also, you yeah, do what leaving. you do. So best, risk my assets are in favor right now. Four thousand is big, though. I mean, Mitch, to your technical levels, and yeah. you know, you like doing your technicals here too. It's right above, we're coming up to a critical resistance point. So let's see what happens at four thousand. It was kind of an easy call. Well, no, nothing's an easy call, but it kind of felt like it was going to be a call to buy the dip. The question is now. I mean, you get to four thousand, do you have people ringing the register? I still don't think it wasn't like a number that was awesome either. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you got to trade, you know, and you're buying dips and selling rips and maybe some of these, you know, dips that you've been buying, um, maybe, you know, if you, if you were so inclined to be long some stuff, maybe 4,000 is a logical spot to maybe take a few profits. You know, you don't necessarily have to get short or flip the trade, but maybe 4,000 is a logical spot to be taking some profits. So I'd look that 400 on SPY, maybe taking some of your day trading profits in there. We'll have to see if we finally get out of the channel, right? We've knocked in that channel plenty of times before. A hold, let's say, into the 410s, 420s. We're out of this. Let's see what happens, right? We'll, we'll end up finding out. Of course, a lot of that's going to depend on the earnings this quarter. Like always, Dennis, have a great trading day. Go you do what too, you Mitch. do best. Thanks, my buddy. All right. You guys saw Dennis Dick there, and he came back. I'm sure that he could have stayed trading there. So definitely give the show a like, team. Like always, team, you guys see us. We are here for you guys. And we want you guys to be there for us. How do you show that? By just getting the thumbs up and hitting the share button. 
letting everybody know that this is the best, the number one morning show to get you ready for the market open. Yes, you can look at some other medias. They'll be trying to create more hype. We're all about the trading action, investing here. We try to show you guys what we see underneath the hood. Like always, maybe I see something different than Dennis or Joel sees something different. But like always, you guys make your own investment decisions. But we're going to be here with you in the dirty work, doing it ourselves, looking into the trading action, and of course, getting you those expert opinions like Christian Fromhertz today joining us from Tribeca Trading Group. It's always great to have Christian on. Now let's get to live trading action. You guys want to stick around and see all the action towards the open? Well, you guys can go over to Live Trading with Benzinga, probably about the only community I know out there that truly supports themselves because I've been seeing the team out there really help each other, calling out watch list names, calling out what's moving, and of course, making some money, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what we're all about. That's what we're here for, right? It isn't just to be here and do entertainment. We want to go ahead and get to the live trading action. Come over, team. Want to check us out? We'll see what we got today.